Welcome to the Acupuncture Marketing School podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Grassick, and I'm here to help you get visible in your community, take marketing action with confidence, and get more patience in your practice and more money in your pocket every week. We both know you're a talented, passionate acupuncturist and that acupuncture has the power to change lives. So let's dive right into this episode and talk about how you can reach more patients. Hello and welcome. Today, I'm so looking forward to interviewing acupuncturist Godfrey Fain and talking about Instagram marketing. Godfrey recently graduated from the Pacific College of Health Sciences in California with his doctorate. Congrats. And in the last year of school, he decided to really lean into content creation for Instagram, which is how I discovered his account. His account is G the Apprentice, if you want to look him up. He shares fun and helpful reels about Chinese medicine that resonate with patients and practitioners alike. I think you're going to really like his account. Again, it's G the Apprentice. And Godfrey really shines in his ability to create video content consistently and to show up as himself in his videos. And I'm excited to talk to him about both of those things today and much more. Before we dive into Godfrey's interview, I want to let you know that my year of email templates for acupuncturists is on sale this week. If you're on my email list, you know that technically it was on sale last week, but it's honestly been a rough few weeks and I am behind in producing Godfrey's episode. So this uh episode was meant to air last week. So for my podcast listeners, I am extending the discount code for one more week. So the code is email magic and that saves you $40 on the email templates. And these are real emails that I send to my patients. If you've listened to my previous episodes all about email marketing, you know I recommend sending two emails a month to stay top of mind with your patients and your potential patients. And this is not too often, don't worry. But I I know it's also not feasible for everyone to write two emails a month. And that's why I wanted to share these templates with you. You can literally copy and paste them, make a couple edits so that they match your practice and either hit send right away or you can schedule a bunch of them out to auto send in the future. So my goal here is to just make your email marketing much easier because all of the content is written for you. And these emails are focused on pain, anxiety, and digestion primarily. So if you like treating those things, they're probably a pretty good fit for your practice. I'll put the link and the discount code in the show notes for you. The code expires on midnight, Monday, January 30th. And as always, if you have questions, send me an email, michelle at michellegrassick.com. Without further ado, I bring you Godfrey Fain. Welcome. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being here. I absolutely love your Instagram account. I think you have some of the most entertaining and also educational reels out there for acupuncture and Chinese medicine. So I'm excited to talk with you today a little bit about Instagram and and what inspires you. Wow. wow, Yeah, thanks. You're too kind. You're too kind. It was just something I simply started, (laughs) Uh, you know, this time last year. So I'm I'm glad you're taking a like to it. So yeah, I'm, I'm ready to dive into it. Awesome. 
It's been a long time since I interviewed a student, and I think you actually just graduated and uh, passed boards. So you're not a student anymore? You're officially a doctor of acupuncture? Yes, I am officially a doctor after the last four and a half years. Amazing. Amazing. So one thing that I uh, love about your Instagram account is that you produce content really, really regularly. And I'm so curious how you come up with content and how you stay inspired to keep creating content regularly. Well, the idea is for me, it's it's based on, you know, it, it, it was, I was inspired by my culture, you know, my communities. Um, I was born outside of a small town uh, in Mississippi, you know, by Haiti, Mississippi, all the people that inspired me there to make me who I am. From there to the people of uh, Memphis, Tennessee, San Diego, California, even the Instagram community. I get my ideas from everyone. But in particularly, I pay attention to my timeline feed on what is commonly being shown. You know, the algorithm likes to show specific things that your community likes. And I notice also as well what my audience likes by, you know, just tapping on that little button down or you actually see people's names to see, hey, this is somebody that you know that liked this this post. So I would see those regularly and kind of be or kind of follow that training and kind of replicate uh, replicate that. I absolutely love that. Yeah, thanks, thanks. Yeah, it's 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 kind of hard to come up with things like from scratch. But if you see the the people that you know that always keep you on the uh, on on your Instagram feed and kind of like scrolling through, hey, I like this, I like this. It's it's kind of it's kind of more easier to replicate those, and as you know, I tend more towards the animated acting, choreography, all of those things. Yes, <laughs> so, I love it. <laughs> yeah, that that was just for me. Like in my um, my early days, back in middle school, high school, I used to be in the drama club, so I did a starred in a few plays, and uh, you know where it was in a few musicals. So yeah, I do more animated content because I was inspired earlier on to produce that type of content. And so do you feel like it's important for people to lean into their natural personality when they're creating reels? Because it sounds like that's really what you're doing. You are focusing on creating these short videos that really represent who you are, and at the same time, trying to connect with your community and what they like, but you're you're always showing up as yourself. Yeah, uh, that's that's the best thing about it. Even when it comes down to us treating patients and stuff, they want to see the whole you, the full you. People can kind of tell that that's not the real you or that's not your true spirit. And when you're trying to be somebody that you're you're not. It kind of drains you. It, dra- it drains your chi because you're expending this this type of uh, of chi trying to be somebody else. Yes, absolutely. I find that when you know when I am working with people on their social media, and people are feeling kind of burnt out, it can be from a couple different things. For example, trying to produce too much brand new content in like a short amount of time. 
But the other thing that I notice really leads to burnout is what you're describing when people are sort of like they feel like they have to show up a certain way online that is maybe a little more effort than they would expend in real life. And it just becomes kind of exhausting and it becomes a barrier to their wanting to show up at all, which is really a shame because I I think you're so right. Patients want to know the real you that helps them decide like, wow, this person, you know, has a lot to share or can teach me so much. I want to see them in person as my acupuncturist. Exactly, exactly. And when you mentioned about being burnt out to try to produce so much content in a given amount of time, yeah, that is true. So with my New Year's resolution, actually a fun fact, last year on on yesterday was my New Year's resolution of, hey, Godfrey, we are going to produce at least one piece of content or one uh, Instagram reel and at least five to 10 different pieces of content that can go on my story. That sounds durable. <laughs> so I start, I start, I started on that day and as I start to go, people start to get more engaged into it. Right. I knew at that point in time, I, I had to get something going because that was the last term before I was about to graduate. So I had to do something different, do something that made me, that will make me grow. So my mission for my Instagram is to spread the word about uh, this amazing medicine. And the best way I can do it is, hey, doing it through crazy, silly ways, uh, <laughs> and you know, so it can show them how they can help themselves and how they can be helped. You have to have both of those. So it's melding of, hey, this medicine can actually help you. But hey, when I'm not around, you can actually help yourself because I think the patients themselves are the true healers. And that's why I think more people are starting to gear more towards my content because, hey, I can do that at home, you know, just move around a little bit a day or, hey, let's uh, make sure we keep our our feet warm. And Mm -hmm. uh, people just found it to be entertaining and relatable. I love that. Yeah. The idea that you need to be able to help yourself and to ask for help. So you mentioned that your was it your 2022 resolution was to do one reel and five uh, pieces of content for your story? Was that a day, a week? How often was that? So uh, for the TikTok, uh, I just wanted to post one TikTok or one uh, Instagram reel per week. And then for the five to 10 pieces uh, on my story, I just wanted to do that during the week. I didn't have to do that during throughout the day because that will also burn me out too. Because in 2021, yes. uh, a few days before that, I wasn't posting anything. <laughs> so it was just like, all right, let's start taking little small bites. Mm-hmm. So it was successful. <laughs> it sounds like you, oh, know, yeah. you, <laughs> you committed to a resolution. You went through with it. And I mean, I definitely discovered you in this past year. I think a lot of other people did as well, right? So you could say that your efforts were definitely successful, but do you feel like moving forward in 2023, you want to maintain that 
level of content creation or are you changing it up a little bit? What do you think is going to work for you this year? Well, this year after the the commitment, the consistency that I've had uh, through 2022, I think I can actually able to take on a, a bigger load. Not too much. It'll, it'll come down to, hey, let's see if I can uh, produce at least two uh, throughout the throughout each week, two TikTok reels or two Instagram reels throughout the week. And then, hey, let's kind of, you know, do the same five to 10 pieces. It's the as long as long as people see your consistency, they're going to get the message. You just have to consistently show up at the same time that, that people are going to expect you. So don't do too much and don't do too little. I feel like that is one of the most important parts of marketing, and I always try to teach it to my students that consistency is really essential because, one, it builds trust in the fact that you are going to show up when they're expecting you to, right? So, you know, if you're producing content once a week for a couple of months and then you just disappear... People don't know what happened to you, but if you keep going, it builds trust. And I think that is sort of a subconscious thing for our audience. And every time you show up and share your message, it's consistently reinforcing the perspective that you have on the medicine and how you can help people. And people are absorbing that and learning it over time until they get to that place where they're like... And again, I think this is subconscious, but they feel like I trust this person enough to make an appointment with them and to meet them in person and to, you know, share my health journey with them. But that that takes time and consistency, like you said. Yeah, exactly. And just like you said, if we're going to show up consistently on social media, your doctor is going to persistently show up for you and be present at every moment. So not only is this helping me in the social media world, but it's actually improving my clinical skills of being present, present, being able to listen to my audience, knowing what they like, knowing what kind of uh, the things that they don't like in order for me to give them the best treatment plan. So throughout the, uh, throughout this Instagram journey, I'm taking everything that I'm line, uh, uh, applying and, and learning from Instagram and putting it into my clinical setting. I noticed that I've actually watched uh, you, uh, who's that, Clara and TCM uh, Strength Kenton, and yeah. to see how you guys move within that space of being able to show up, uh, show up every week, at least every week, being able to give out uh, your message and, hey, apply to your clinical setting. So it's sort of like assessing the data on your Instagram account has helped you uh, become more aware of feedback from others in clinic or and probably other aspects of life as well. I just love the idea that it's it's really about paying attention to the needs and the wants of our audience, whether that is in the digital world 
or in person. And I think you're right. I think that is such a strong clinical skill. And no one has ever brought up that social media has made them better as a clinician. So I'm happy to hear you say that. I think a lot of people have a a difficult (laughs) relationship with social media and they probably never considered, uh, you know, that it's about where you put your attention and your intention on social media. um, And that can teach you lessons in real life too. So thank you for that. I love that perspective. Yeah, no problem. When it when it comes down to the medicine that we practice, you can connect about anything. Once you know that generating cycle of, you know, fire going to earth, metal, water, uh, uh, to wood, and then the controlling cycle of going to wood, earth, and then down the water, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, anything can be connected. You just have to see the picture and see how you can prioritize your ideas, your time to be able to help your overall vision. I'm a big believer that everything is connected as long as we are paying attention. I'm really curious. So I, I'm such an introvert and a lot of my audience and my listeners are introverts as well. And one of the things that they bring up all the time for social media and digital marketing in general is how hard it can be to feel comfortable getting visible. Is that something that you struggled with at all in the beginning? It sounds like probably not since you were on stage quite a bit in the past, but I'm curious how, you know, does how does that ever come up for you, like consistently showing up and being visible? Well, actually, for 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 the plays that I, I, I starred in, you can't see the crowd. Of course, you can't see the crowd when you're talking into the camera. But one thing I mm. kind of shied away from being in front of the camera is because I can like, actually record it and see myself. It's just like something about me being seen on the camera was like, ah. And even with my my, my voice, I, I don't know. It's like, I don't know. It just sounds like something is cringing or something. But as I started to uh, get into, you know, into my community and being able to have conversations with people, it was like, oh, my gosh, that was kind of inspiring. I was like, really? Okay. And so... I started to actually do like, a, um, this was back in 2021. I actually did at least one content and people actually liked that. One. I was like, oh, okay. I didn't think it was okay, but I went along with it. And I started to get more talkative, especially in my community at school. And people were like, oh my gosh, you, you should actually start to uh, speak more. You should consider uh, public speaking. I was like, public speaking? Ah, <laughs> well, I'll, I'll I'll take consideration of it. And I start. I really started to become more into leadership roles. People were starting to like that more. So it was kind of like a gradual build up to where I am now. I didn't just start right off the off the bat of wanting to be in front of the camera. It didn't happen like that. It was, it's still kind of uh, nauseating sometimes. It's like, ah, I don't want to do it. But people are liking it. It's it's helping people out. So once I actually focused more on what I was actually doing and how it was helping me or 
helping my community and audience. I was like, all right, let's kind of put myself to the side for just these 60 seconds <laughs> and let's get this message out there. And when it comes down to introvert, you don't necessarily have to show your face. Uh, we do have TikTok reels where you can do voiceovers. People are actually even moved by people's words. I I love like every part of what you just said, because first of all, I think it is really important for the introverts out there to hear that someone who I mean, you sound like you might be an extrovert. Um, possibly not. Are you an extrovert? How do you identify? Uh, oh, my gosh. Um I think I am on the uh, extrovert side, but during the pandemic, uh, I became more introverted. Ah, okay. Uh, being isolated, yeah, being isolated from the the rest of the world and stuff, I kind of enjoyed doing that because I, I had more time to think to myself, being able to uh, learn how to deliver a message to someone because I didn't have a lot of people to talk to. Uh, unless I was like talk to him over the phone. So it gave me a time to think a little bit more. When I'm on the extroverted side, I'm just constantly talking, 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 talking and not realizing what's coming out of my mouth. So when it comes down to the introverted side, I think you can be uh, you. you uh, we do have an advantage of being able to be more critical thinkers. You're actually able to listen to somebody. Mm, I love that. Yeah. So it sounds like a nice balance then between the extroverted and the introverted. I think it is so important for people to hear that even people on the extroverted side may still have some things to work through in being comfortable in front of the camera. And without a doubt, I don't know why this is part of our psychological makeup for, for so many people. It feels weird to see yourself on camera and your voice never sounds right. It's always cringy in the beginning. I think you're 100% right. I remember the first time I recorded uh, Acupuncture Marketing School, the online course, I dreaded editing those videos because I had to listen to myself talk and I just did not want to. I, I was so uncomfortable. But the big message that I took away from what you said earlier is that even though it is uncomfortable, what's more important is how it impacts your community. And you really just picked up that feedback from your people who were saying, hey, that was inspiring or, you know, I was so glad to see you and hear your message. And you said, OK, it's it's cringy for me personally, but nobody else notices that. And I'm just going to keep moving forward because they're getting so much value. And I think that's what we need to focus on in social media. Yeah, exactly. And along with adding one more TikTok, uh, or I keep saying TikTok because I make my, my content from TikTok and post it on Instagram. So that's why I keep saying TikTok. But mm, yeah. adding more one, one more reel is uh, getting out of my comfort zone is actually speaking more. So now I'm on the comfortable side of showing my charismatic energy of doing songs, uh, you know, 
certain voiceovers and stuff like that. This year is uh, my resolution is to actually speak a little bit more. If you if y'all go and and look down my timeline, I'm talking very minimum. I talk on a few, but I don't talk on all of them. But this year is going to change to where I speak a little bit more. It's gonna it's gonna be cringy, but hey, <laughs> new year, new me. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> I think it's gonna be amazing, and you know, I think your audience is really gonna appreciate learning from you in that way and seeing that side of you and getting more a better picture of your your thought process and and that sort of thing. So I I think that is a a wonderful risk to take. I have a question for you that I ask everybody uh, towards the end of the interview, and that is, what is your definition of success? Success for me is about how you interact with the world and what overall vision you're trying to get to. When you have a vision that you want to get to, Life is going to be crazy and throw all types of things at you, all kinds of hurdles. And when you're determined to get to where you want to go, nothing is going to stop you from getting there. That's when you start to add on these characteristics of passion, persistence, um, you know, perseverance to get there. And as you add those different characteristics to your well-being, you become successful. People, you, you start to not only inspire yourself to be like, oh man, look where I've came from. Uh, look who I used to be and look where I'm, where, I'm net, where I'm at now and where I'm going. You inspire yourself, but then you inspire others. So success for me in short is uh, being able to not only inspire yourself, but to inspire others to inspire themselves. Did that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank Where you, thank can you. we follow you on Instagram? Because <laughs> everybody wants to. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. You can follow me on Instagram at G the Apprentice. That's going to be G T H E A P P. R-E-N-T-I-C-E-G, The Apprentice. Thank you again. I really appreciate your insight. I look forward to continuing to follow your Instagram account. I can't wait to see what you produce in 2023. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you.